Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Wednesday, January 12th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Visitors to Cahokia Mounds have always had to envision what the landscape looked like a thousand years ago. A new augmented reality smartphone app removes some of that guesswork. All we can do is imagine what it was like, and my imagination is totally different than what this reality shows. Totally different. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt examines how the technology is changing the experience at one of the oldest cultural heritage sites in the country. Missouri has only enrolled 20% of newly eligible low-income adults since the expansion of Medicaid. As St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton reports, it's been five months since a judge ruled the state must start enrolling people in the newly expanded insurance program. Missouri voters in 2020 approved expanding the government-funded health insurance program to people who make less than about $18,000 a year. Missouri Republicans said there wasn't enough money in the budget for the expansion. But a Missouri judge ruled the state could not deny the health benefits, and the state began enrolling people in the fall. Since then, the state has enrolled about 53,000 adults. Tim McBride is a health policy professor at Washington University. He says legal disputes have set the enrollment efforts back. Among the people who are actually eligible, and they really don't know. So I think the word's not gotten out to them. He says the state health department's lack of staff and its focus on the coronavirus pandemic has meant it hasn't done much outreach to educate newly eligible people. I'm Sarah Fenton, St. Louis Public Radio. St. Louis's health director is urging people to stay home when possible to slow the spread of coronavirus. The Post-Dispatch reports Dr. Maddie Schlashwayo-Davis is advising people to only leave home for work, school, grocery stores, or medical appointments. The guidance comes as the St. Louis area copes with record positivity levels in COVID-19 testing. The newspaper reports the rate is almost 40 percent in St. Louis, St. Louis County, and St. Charles County. The rate was slightly higher than 20 percent last winter. Missouri has run out of rapid antigen tests to send to schools. Department of Elementary and Secondary Education Chief Communications Officer Mallory McGowan says a national shortage is affecting Missouri's testing supply. We do not have any antigen tests currently to send out to schools, and it is not clear when those will become available to us again. The state is providing 48-hour saliva-based PCR tests to schools until rapid tests are available again. The testing shortage comes as the debate over mask mandates continues. The University of Missouri Board of Curators has rejected a call for face coverings, even though System President Moon Choi says they are needed to slow the spread of coronavirus and ease the pressure on hospitals and other areas. Recently, we have seen that many members of our critical workforces are having to isolate and quarantine because of the rapid spread of the Omicron virus. The university says there are more than 160 active COVID-19 cases among faculty and staff throughout the system. Federal officials are reviewing a request from Ameren, Missouri, to continue depositing coal ash waste into ponds at two of its power plants. St. Louis Public Radio's Shayla Farzan reports. Burning coal leaves behind several different byproducts, including coal ash, which contains cancer-causing pollutants like arsenic and cadmium. 
Hundreds of U.S. power plants dispose of this ash in large, unlined pits. The Environmental Protection Agency had ordered most of these facilities to shut down their coal ash ponds by last April. Ameren had requested that its Merrimack and Sioux Energy Centers be allowed to continue operating their ash ponds until October of next year. The EPA announced Tuesday that Ameren's applications were, quote, incomplete and has proposed the ash ponds be closed within 135 days of its final decision. The public comment period on that proposal opens January 25th. I'm Shayla Farzan, St. Louis Public Radio. There's a new way to interact with one of the country's oldest cultural heritage sites. A new phone app uses augmented reality to show what Cahokia Mounds looked like a thousand years ago. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt reports on how the technology changes the visiting experience. Lori Belknap wants to let more people in on what she says is one of Illinois' best-kept secrets despite its 2,200-acre size. Belknap is the superintendent at Cahokia Mounds State Historic Site, a collection of 72 earthen mounds built by the Mississippians a thousand years ago. We hear a lot of comments, how come I've never knew about this before? I never learned this in my history class. Before becoming the site superintendent in 2019, Belknap was the executive director for the Cahokia Mounds Museum Society, which supports educational programs at the site in Collinsville. She says she noticed many visitors to Cahokia Mounds struggled to visualize what life was like. You know, when you come to visit the site, Right now, there's really nothing to look at outside of the interpretive center except for the mounds that are left behind. Belknap says she turned to augmented reality to fill in those gaps. The Museum Society started working with a St. Louis-based app developer, and now, five years later, there is much more to see at Cahokia Mounds. So we'll start right over here. The Museum Society's augmented reality smartphone app shows what some of the ancient buildings and landscape really looked like. It's only available on iPhones and iPads right now, but a version for Android is coming. Belknap directs me to scan the yellow image on a concrete trapezoid next to the sidewalk that leads to the base of the site's biggest mound. So it tells you, yep, to follow over to the compass. Oh, wow. And then you'll see everything pop up as you pan your phone over to that area. The screen springs to life. A large animated wooden structure rises from the earth and rests on top of the existing dirt mound. So that's what Monk's Mound would have looked like a thousand years ago. The large pole in the center, you can see the temple that was at the north end of Monk's Mound. Belknap says the details in the app, down to the type of wood, are based on years of archaeological research. It's not just visual images of a temple or what we think was here, it's based on the data of what we know was here. There are six total locations that uncover different views of the landscape. Two are at ground level, and the rest come with a climb up the massive dirt mound. It's not so bad till you get to the top third, and then it's straight up. The four stops up here reveal more of the temple and what the ancient city 100 feet below looked like at its height. It really changes it, doesn't it? What you interpret what was here, it really changes your perspective. Visitors to the mound feel the same way. Okay, there it comes and said, oh, holy cow. Oh my gosh. This is crazy, Cindy. This is like going 360, mm -hmm. right? standing in we're inside of it the temple julie winters and cindy spriggs both grew up in the st louis region and hadn't visited kokia mounds in decades winters says the augmented reality fundamentally changes how she sees the site all we can do is imagine what it was like and 
my imagination is totally different than what this reality shows. Totally different. Phil Stika stopped at Cokia Mounds on his way to Pittsburgh from Mexico. He says he was drawn to the site because of its immense scale, a complete city with 10 to 20,000 people at its height. Stika adds the AR enhances the overall experience. Especially when you look at this big field, it's just flat and green right now. But with something like this, you could definitely see, oh, this is where a community of people lived, and this is where a wall was, and things like that. So These kinds of visuals are critical, says Illinois State Archaeological Survey Director Tim Pocketat. To really understand what drove people to do specific things in the past, it, it helps, and maybe it's only possible, in fact, if you can experience it to some extent with your senses. Pocketat says that's something people have been able to do with ancient stone structures in places like Egypt, Peru, and the southwestern U.S. You still have the buildings there, a place like Cahokia, of course, and lots of other places around the world where they built with wood. You don't have that. He says he hopes the new augmented reality experience makes it easier for people to appreciate the history at Cahokia Mounds and brings the site more attention, support, and resources for preservation. In Collinsville, I'm Eric Schmid, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. Shulin Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service at the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.